for sure. She in her like her thirties okay. or forties. Okay. But anyways, um, every time I come in and I see her next to my mother, or I see her in the church, like in the hallway or something, mm-hmm. she just have this stink attitude look on her face, and sometimes she'd be rolling her eyes, and I'm just like, who the who is you? Like what? So I just be I just be going about my business like I don't care. Like I don't I don't know you. I don't talk to you. The only connection we got is my mother and you can stay over there and I'll keep on my lane. You know what I mean? I don't know you and I don't want to know you. So Point why is that though? Huh? Why is that though? Your her facial expression. I haven't said not I got introduced to her and I said hello. That is that. I didn't give you say it. Huh? How'd you say it? I said, oh, hi. Oh. Like, randomly, I was just randomly introduced to her by my mom. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, hi. But mm-hmm. then after, um, she, you know, just see, I see her randomly. I don't be there often for us to even have a bunch of interactions, to be honest. Okay. So you don't know me. I don't know you. I come in and you see me. I see you. And you roll your eyes and... You just have like this stink attitude on your face. I'm just like, who is you? So your reason for not liking her is more so based on her reaction towards you, not because there's anything in her specifically that you don't like. I guess so. Like, it's just like nobody give. Sometimes you judge a person. Oh, not to say judge, but, you know, you look at a person by their how open they are or how welcoming they are with their just their smile or their facial expression. And if you show a facial expression that is not welcoming, how do you expect me to want to, you know, talk to you or hang out with you? You know what I mean? Right. So relating this back to the question that was asked on the last episode, because we're talking about vibing with people or not vibing with people based on something in them that we don't like in ourselves. So do you feel like her personality is similar to yours or like what? No, no, because one thing that my, one thing that church members will always tell you is Mm -hmm. from since I was young, I'm always smiling. Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing for me to judge you by unless you hurt me. Like, why would I give you a stink look? Like, Mm -hmm. I might not know you, but I'll say hello. You know, this is you know, Goshen or my the name of my church. You know, yeah, welcome. You know what I mean? I wouldn't just jump just like that and give anybody a dirty look. Mm-hmm. I know my my face sometimes be lying on me, <laughs> but I feel like there's certain points. There's certain points where you just don't, especially when it's a new member. You don't do that. You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. You think her face lying on her, though? Listen, I was talking to somebody else about it who goes to church every Saturday. Who's yeah. getting church from Sabbath school. And even they, can't, they don't like her. Because it's, you, the, the look that she gives people is just not welcoming at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. Is it just the look, like, that she talk to people a certain way, that she act a certain way? Like, I've never really spoken to her, and I don't... If you're not welcoming, who's going to speak to you? Right. If right. you have a face of, 
a person who's looking like the Grinch. Who gonna speak to you? Not the Grinch. <laughs> well, hold on. Time out. Time out. How how do you know it is it doesn't just take somebody being like, hey, the expression you giving off or the look you giving off or whatever gives you the look of somebody who doesn't want to be spoken to. You know, like not in a way to offend the person, but just to be like, hey, you know, I don't know if this is how you mean to come across to people, but this is how you come across to people, you know, so just an encouragement type situation since we're supposed to be brothers and sisters, you know. I mean, that's a, <laughs> she's just like, uh, I don't know about that one. I mean, it's not a, a, listen, a, if you if you if you give me that look from the beginning, I'm gonna keep my distance. You feel me? Like I'm not going to put myself in a situation that I might represent my church or anybody else in a bad light, especially mm-hmm. my mother. And it's like that's the one thing where I'm just like, my, right now my mom is trying to help this person mm-hmm. find a place to be, like stay, because I guess they need to move or whatever. And all I know is I'm just like, do not bring her here. Just don't bring her here. I'm not playing with y'all. Don't. I'm not. Playing here, with you. Wait, here in your house or here in your yeah. church? Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other situation. You just met this one. I'm saying, yeah. but if you're not welcoming now, why would I welcome you into my personal home? Yeah. No. That's gonna no. be like a huge, you huge and place. church is supposed to feel like it's your personal space. And if you're coming into someone else's church, we're we're welcoming you. You need to be welcoming too. Mm-hmm. You can't be in a certain way where you're just like, oh, I want to join this church, but I don't want to be open to new people. I don't want to be. I don't want to talk to anybody. How do you expect to be a part of the church if you don't want to talk to nobody? Yeah, like a church is a built up on family. Yeah. And if you cannot be that person, or if you cannot be loving and welcoming, God is love, right? And if you're not showing love, you then you what? What are you here for then? That makes me want to talk about something completely, completely different, honestly. Because bring like, it up, huh? Bring it up. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to go off subject because that I feel like that right there opens up a whole different ball game especially when it comes to like people in and like the positions that they have but i don't want to talk about that right now but i will follow up with this topic of um not necessarily vibing with somebody um or i can't even remember my own question but you know what the question is it's basically about not liking somebody for whatever reason and that's what i not like you because i don't like myself <laughs> right because I don't like myself. Dang, I don't want to say that. Um, but I was, um, I had an experience a couple of weeks ago when I was in training for work. And there was this girl in my group that, like, right off the bat, I was like, mm, I'm not so sure about you. And it had me, like, sitting here thinking about the question, like, over and over again. Like, what is the reason why I'm looking at you like, mm, I'm not so sure about you. And I was just that I never really got like a clear answer, but it just really had me thinking like, what is it about people? Like when we see them, it's just like, Ooh, you don't seem right. And you don't even know these people, you know what I mean? 
So it's like, it's not like she gave me a weird look like with Chris's situation or it's not like she didn't speak to me. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's just more so like I automatically like read your whole aura and I was just like, mm, not so sure about that. And then I feel like we do that in general a lot, especially like when we're in groups of people, church, whatever, like we look at somebody and we're like, mm, I'm not so sure about you. And then it makes us kind of hesitant when it comes to like building relationships because you're so like, you question, you know, like I, because I don't vibe with this person, I'm not going to automatically like approach them or I'm not going to attempt to have a relationship when you guys can have like a really cool friendship, but because of your automatic read of them, you're like, Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk to you. Talking about judging books by their covers. Yeah, and they say not to, but we do it all the time. Don't do it, y'all. <laughs> no, nah, but again, like I like like I was saying the last time, I think it's something we have to take into consideration at least. It may not be that that's always the reason, but like you said, it, it, it popped up out the blue. And then Crystal gave a good example of a situation where that's not necessarily the case. It's, it's something that is person about that individual that just rubs you the wrong way. And sometimes people rub you the wrong way, you know? But even if someone rubs then you... Then fix the your face. That's what Lee said. <laughs> Yes. Fix your face. Is that what you just said? That's what she said. She said, "Fix your face." I surely some said people, it. some people have a resting face, though. Maybe she got a resting face. Shout out to all the people out here with resting faces, aka we me. Know they exist. But you in church? You know the song "Smile a While" <laughs> and give your face a rest. Uh oh, that's the one. Then shake hands with I thought you were going to and them with a smile. Yo, I haven't heard that song in a oh, long time. Oh man, I mean, you Talk have a, you have a good back. point, Crystal. You really do, because you wouldn't want like. Again, because you go going back to what you said earlier, like you're you're a representation of, of the church, like whether you're new or you've been there for 40 plus years when people come in, like they don't necessarily know that, you know, because like you're new, but people are going to come after you. So it's just the and I think that goes to like the whole concept of being like Christ, like you never know who's watching you and people just have to be mindful and be careful of just how how their demeanor is because like thinking about that you're like that in church so how are you on your job how are you in the grocery store like how are you oh trying to wrap it up uh oh you guys know that reminds me of the, the apollo you know when when it's time to go and they be like womp womp I just got cut off don't worry <laughs> well, we'll continue guys... this on our social medias Right. Well, you guys heard it. You know what time it is. Welcome to the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line and we're online too.
Hello, everyone. We are back for another round. How's everybody doing tonight? Hey, hey what's up? What's up? What's up? Y'all? Hey, fam. Love to hear it. Love to hear we it. We good over here in Brooklyn. <laughs> Shout out to our girl Chris, all the way in Brooklyn, New York. You. But it's it's good to it's good to have everybody back again for episode two, y'all. We here for episode two. Yes, sir. Really doing this, okay? Today, 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 we came in with the intro last time. You know, had a little conversation. Let everybody get to know us today. We talking about Christian entertainment. We talking about TV. We talking about movies. All the stuff on television that's like, hey, we want to entertain y'all, but we also want to give y'all some Jesus at the same time. <laughs> so let's talk about it. How does everybody feel about Christian TV and movies? Like just in general, how do you feel about it? I personally, I'm not a fan. Um, Agree. Only because I feel like there's a lot of like untapped potential within like Christian entertainment. I feel like a lot of the storylines are very, very similar. Yep. Um, and it just kind of puts, I don't want to say, it doesn't put Christianity in a bad light. It puts Christianity in a one dimensional light. Ooh. It's very, I think, stereotypical. Um. Yeah, and it, and it just it's not like expansive. Like there's unless unless I'm missing a lot of entertainment that's out there, I feel like the ones that I've seen and the ones that I've heard about is just very like one note. It's always the traumatic event um that has happened, either a death or an injury or somebody has cancer or something like that. Somebody dies and, and, you know, all of a sudden they're like, okay, Jesus come into my life and Jesus comes into my life and everything's all good, which again, that happens for some people, but I don't think that's everybody's story. So it tends to be a little bit like not relatable in that aspect. And then it also, I feel like makes people feel like I have to go through this big dramatic event to come to God. And that also isn't always realistic. It does happen to some people, but not to everybody. Right. Okay. Anybody else? Brandy, Chris, what y'all think? She kind of said everything. I agree with everything Joe said. (laughs) That's like, you know how people um, have a group project? And they ain't mm-hmm. do no work, but, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, if my answer is similar to yours, then so be it. <laughs> Chris, what you think? You got anything to add? Um, I feel like I like Christian movies, but there's a good and there's a bad. Like mm-hmm. personally, I feel like when it comes to certain movies, it makes Christianity and it makes you know, it makes us, it makes the religion and the background of it and the people, us who are Christians, look bad. Like, it's stereoty- it, is the word stereotypical or they stereotype us, right? Mm-hmm. But then there are some movies and there are some shows that if you watch it, sometimes you feel like 
you know what? I need to catch myself. Like you can actually learn. It could actually encourage. It's a good encouragement. But most of the Christian Christian movies, it is stereotypical. It is stereotyping us as Christians, us as believers of God, and what we all so-called go through. And it causes us to have, or it, cut, it causes us to look bad, but then also it causes people on the outside who are not Christians to already stereotype us. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just like, it can be good, but then it cannot be good. It's not good at the same time. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, when we start going into details more about certain shows or certain movies, you're going to see the difference of what the base was and what was the point of the movie to compare to other movies, you know, you're going to see the difference. And then you're just going to be like, you know, which one is more popular? So obviously the one that is more popular, it kind of does stereotype us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I was, I was basically, I'm feeling the same vibe as y'all. Like a lot of the movies, they're just the same all the time. Like, other than, like, a couple of, of instances that I remember, pretty much every show or movie that I've seen that's a Christian TV show or a Christian movie, it's, like, the same type of, you know, like like Joe said, trauma brings you to Jesus. Yeah. Like, not everybody wants their come to Jesus moment to be after a trauma. Like some people right? just want to come to Jesus, or after right. a love, a love hate, or a breakup, or a cheating scandal. Yeah, like it's and always it's like, something crazy happens, and right? Then- and it's just like I feel like it's not always about that because even okay, let me use myself as an example, right? I used to think that for me to really find God, for me to really connect to God, I got to be going through hell and back. Like, I'm just like, I haven't had my experience to feel as if, oh, I've met him. I really need him because I went through this and he came through and he showed me he's really real. And I've only got that mindset because of all the movies and shows that I've watched where the only reason why these people became true believers and they were able to give up all their negativity and all the sins and, you know, give their life truly to God is because they went through something that had that challenge them in their life. Okay. So now I have to change that mindset of you don't always need to go through trauma. You don't always need to go through something to know God, to realize he is real, to know that God is not dead and, you know, God is alive and he is the true living God. Agreed. I I definitely agree. And I definitely have a question I want to tack onto that, but we're going to wait until we actually get into the nitty gritty. Make sure you remember your question. I'm gonna remember it because it's okay. it's it's a hot one. It's it's an interesting question. I hope. Right so, now, sir. since we talked a little basic um, explanation of how we feel about these TV and movies, let's talk about some. Let's get let's get to some specifics, like Tyler Perry. Oh God. Versus Tyler Perry movies versus and not even let me not say Taliban movies but his Christian movies because he do have some movies that are not connected to Christianity but I feel like he does in a way all of it have a Christian yeah but anyways Taliperry connected to versus war room or God's not dead you see the difference 
I don't know if you guys ever watch any of those, any of Tyler Perry's movie and then seen War Room or God or God's Not Dead. But you could see a big difference. But guess what? All of them had something to do with trauma. Like let's, let's 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 talk about Tyler Perry because I could I uh, uh, I have a lot of opinions. I listen. I, Tyler Perry in his movies. I I love Tyler Perry, right? I do. I do love Tyler Perry, but I recognize nowadays when it comes to his shows and his movies now, I don't run to it unless it has to do with Medea anymore because I feel like it's the same repeating of a woman is being abused or a woman is being cheated on or what else? A family is having family drama or someone's dying. You know, like, to me personally, it's always the same storyline. How do you show Christianity in a different light? Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Come on, y'all, give me something. Uh, if Tyler Perry, go ahead, exploits black women. Please don't Ooh. cancel me when I say this, but he exploits black women. If you Ooh. notice, like Crystal said, every every almost every play or movie Tyler Perry does, whether it's Christian or not. The woman is either being abused, cheated on, um, going through something. It's like the black woman is always in a struggle. In a struggle. And that's my biggest issue about Tyler Perry. Because I guess he's trying to give black people a chance to make, you know, what is the word? He's trying to encourage and push out more black actors because I don't know if you guys know the Val, the Val Ellis. Yeah, he he is popular on Instagram. He was known for being com- a comedian, not you know funny. He was a pro football player until he got hurt and stuff like that. But he didn't really get known until Tyler Perry sisters. Now, come on. Tyler Perry has done a lot for the black community, but I do agree with you. He do make a lot of black women look crazy. Go ahead, Brandy. I mean, that's fine and all, but like, we are more than the struggle. We are more than abuse and being cheated on. Like, right. what about showing us being successful? Like, come on, like, it's a you got to draw the line somewhere. He he kind of does show us being being successful. What about the one where is the oval? It's called the oval, or something like that. Baby, what that show got wife? a lot of scandal. The president's wife. The president's wife. I think the president was white. Well, I mean, Caucasian. Let me change that. Caucasian. I think I'm not too sure. That's but, a knockoff version of scandal. <laughs> <laughs> but the wife it was the same amount of drama as scandal because, like, I didn't really watch much of scandal, but. It, I no scandal. It does have a lot of scandal. Like it does have a lot of drama, like scandal. But the and it's it, it kind of is scandal because it's like the husband is cheating with I think his secretary or something like that. And then at the but the secretary's married and is one of the the FBI or whatever you call them people, not FBI, but one of his top people or one of them to, to protect him and stuff like that. And she's kind of like, she mean, like she conniving, she evil, but she is high up there. She's very smart. So she, she books smart. She, she's smart. She clever, but she does look crazy on the show. 
Okay. Right. But yeah. going back to like the Christian ones, because like, okay, we have the oval, we have sisters, but those aren't necessarily like under like actually, Christian. Actually, right? it, he does bring in Christians. He had them in church. That's somebody in church don't make somebody a Christian. Yeah. Right. He got them in church. I he got like them talking about God. Line. What you said, Joe? Like, I feel like that's just the black storyline because I feel like a lot of shows, Christian or not, like they incorporate like black families going to church. I just feel Pretty like much. that's like, kind of like a culture thing more than no, like. Being I never, I don't, I'm not sure if I ever saw a church in power. I'm not saying it's every show. Or um, not power, empire. I'm just saying, I feel like it's part of like the black storyline in a lot of black tv shows like mm-hmm. proud mm-hmm. family they had that in sister sister they had mm-hmm. that they're not necessarily christian shows but they do mm-hmm. showcase the black family and a lot mm-hmm. of them do like incorporate them going to church in that but it's not under the umbrella of a christian show i'm specifically mm-hmm. talking about the tv shows the movies the plays whatever that tyler perry does that's under the christian umbrella okay like um what about um my mother's favorite one, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. The Let's just look at that title. Let's just look at that title. All right. Exploiting Black Woman. Okay, let's dive deeper into that. The movie and the play. She was abused. She was treated on, I mean, cheated on, like, exploitation. Mm-hmm. The black exploitation is heavy in Tyler Perry's content. Honestly, it I feel is- like that's one during the era of the Tyler Perry movies that I never actually saw. Literally. Like, father, can you hear me? What? I'm telling you, that's the first time I ever heard that song, and I shed tears because it brought it showed a black woman who left her family because of drugs was able to change her life and come back to church and hit them notes. Well, then after it showed it showed a, a, a black woman who was upset at the world because she it's true. You have a lot of a lot of black women go through a lot of cha- um birth like what's the word help me pregnancy or getting pregnant am I, is that how to say it yeah. yeah and that was her issue and her husband wanted a child and she couldn't give that to him he cheated oh, on her miscarriage yeah a, a lot of black yes the rates in miscarriage is very high when it comes to blacks black females and it's just like you know he showed her being strong and having to go through that and wanting that support from her husband but at the same time he showed her going mad but i felt like by being able to show what someone goes through and that they can too come you know, come up and over it. I I really love that movie. I mean, I agree. He does have good messages. Yeah, and it. Why does it have to be 
off of off the strength of black women struggling or going through something traumatic because we all be struggling we all got struggles okay so here here's 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 where the here's where the disconnect comes because i think you can't separate the message from the content because without the content there would be no message that is right right so ultimately what it comes down to is is tyler perry's content worth the message it's delivering that's the question i think before like before honestly he has the same storyline in every movie most people in our persuasion could name a Tyler Perry movie that they love, that they would they would put on TV right now and watch it if they could mm-hmm. choose a Tyler Perry got a movie I'm gonna watch it. But at the same time, those movies are problematic, and we know they're problematic. True, it, you know it's the thing. I felt like the reason why his storyline is about a black black woman struggling. And overcoming is because he sees his mother. I remember he did. Uh, oh, you got time for you to work through your own personal traumas with. with- hey, hey. He did. Oh. He did. Oh. We ain't even finna talk about Tyler Perry and his background because Tyler Perry is from where I'm from, so we ain't even finna get into that story. It's, it's no, we're not talking about. We're not talking about where he came from. Flag on the play. Could, can Flag you let me finish? Play. Can y'all let me finish? Go ahead, Tyler, go ahead. Tyler Perry, his father or stepfather, the man in his life, abused him and his mother. He did a interview about it on, I think it was Oprah or Ellen. Some uh, He did an interview on it. And he spoke about seeing what his mother went through and what he went through. And it's like, I think... That is why most of his movies is based on black women overcoming their struggle. All right, time out because because it's a lot we just we just talked about right now. But I don't want Joe to miss her point. Joe, what you gotta say? Um, I don't remember like fully exactly, but I did want to talk a little bit. Because she brought up like his past, his experiences and things like that, we also have to keep in mind like Tyler Perry's power of influence. So especially now that he's kind of become this almost an icon for black actors, similar to like how Oprah is and how much influence she has within the black community. I think like people, especially again, he started out under this somewhat of an umbrella of Christianity. And then you're entering into this realm where you're trying to like, you know, help out a lot of black people. You have to consider, you know, what what is what's your purpose behind that? And I think that's steering a little bit away from the topic of like their like shows and, and movies in general, but I just want to think I want people to consider like this is not oftentimes especially like as Christian influencers like including us in general our power of influence is a little bit different than just 
everyday people. And I put that in quotes because I don't want to generalize a lot of people, but it's a completely different mindset that we have to have when it comes to like putting out content and like portraying certain things because it's not just entertainment. It's Christian entertainment. So we have to keep in mind the audience that we're targeting, which would be Christians, but also the fact that other people are going to look at this content as well. What are they seeing? What are they relating to? What are they pulling out of this? Like we have people have to consider that. And I think that with Tyler Perry, like he kind of stayed in this one dimensional area when it came to being under the umbrella of Christianity and did not expound from that which again goes to a lot of Christian entertainment. They stay in this little box of trauma and don't go past that when that's not what all Christianity is about. Trust and believe we all have trials. We all have issues. And, and we learned in our, our um, uh, Bible study that is temporary. But at the end of the day, that does not mean that's all that people have to see when it comes to Christianity, because I feel like a lot of people, you know, outside like our friends and things like that, they talk about that's like the first thing that they say when it comes to us being Christians. It's all the stuff that we go through because it's always something because we always complaining. Let's <laughs> talk about something right there that we all brought up but didn't exactly put a word to unconscious bias. Yeah. Okay? Because all of these things, like we talked about, you know, Tyler Perry and other Christian movies, which we will bring up because it seems like we really just focused on Tyler Perry. But Tyler Perry is not the only culprit of this type of thing. He's not, but he's the main bias that these movies and TV shows put forth that you can only be a Christian after you go through something terrible. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get saved if you don't go through something terrible. Like, what happens to the people who just experience life and feel like there's more to it and want to receive something that's more? Are you saying they can't be Christians? Like all of these, th- like this is going to be a question that somebody's going to ask. They're going to like it may not be a question they ask outright. But it's always going to be in the back of their head. Like Crystal talked about earlier, she said she felt like, you know, because of these movies, like, I can't, I don't know God until I go through something terrible. Like, everybody's got a testimony. And I think these movies play too much into the my testimony has to be something. Um, Miraculous is not the word I want to use. Something traumatic. I don't even want to use the word traumatic because we've been talking trauma this whole time. But like something extreme. Yeah. Like you have to experience something extreme in order to 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 experience God. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, we experience God every day. Mm -hmm. We wake up in the morning experiencing God. So it's 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 it it causes a problem when that's all these movies can do is talk about oh I went through something so bad and that's and I'm at my lowest point 
And that's the only time I can, you know, turn to God. I have another example. What up, Brandy? T.D. Jakes. He's another one. Woman thou art loose, not easily broken. I don't know if y'all seen those movies, but those movies had a lot of traumatic or trauma in that movie, which I made them all when, turn to God. I think when Women Thou Art Loose came out, I was too young to watch it. Yeah, I've never seen that one. I think I've seen it. I honestly don't want to watch it. Like I, 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 After I watched it the first time, I didn't want to watch it again because that really did something. But that's another one that uses that, that trauma mm-hmm. that made people like, oh, turn to God or whatever. But obviously, Woman Die Loose had a different ending. Did somebody get but, shot in that movie? Yep. Yeah, okay. That's the, the man who abused her. He shot the man who abused her. Wow. Yeah. And then again, like Joe talked about, it's like the these these people in high influence, you know, like Tyler Perry, T.D. Jakes. These are big name Christian influencers. And this is the the, the, the content they're putting out to people. Okay. Okay, so John, yeah, what about this, right? Mm-hmm. So we talked about Tyler Perry, we talked about TJs who are black men in the community, right? Yeah, in the acting movie community, right? Yeah, so I'm not, sh- I'm not too sure, don't quote me on it, but God's not that the creator, I don't think the creator was black, and that movie was very traumatic. To the point where someone got hit by a car and died. And their last thing they said was ask God for forgiveness for all their sins before they died. Took their last breath. And then look at War Room. I don't think War Room also was by a black creator. And it also was, it wasn't that traumatic, but it was traumatic. So God's Not Dead. I, I remember that movie. That That movie... It's it's this is this is another side of the so other than the the trauma situations, this is another side of the 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 Christian, you know, um, entertainment industry is somebody is firmly against believing in God, like for whatever particular reason they just have utter disdain for. Mm-hmm faith right they're like mm-hmm. it's stupid it's 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 childish all of this stuff like they have all the bad things to say about faith and then some christian person whether a child or 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 a teenager or something comes in and like has to fight this this not physically fight but argue against this god hating individual and then something happens to that God-hating individual to change their thought process. And which, again, fine. Because this does happen. Because even the Bible says we'll deal with people who don't believe and we'll have and we we have to, you know, do our best to bring them to a place of belief. We can't force anybody to believe. 
Mm-hmm. And I want to make that clear. We cannot force anybody to believe in God. You sure we can't reuse the, um, you know, the clock, the little, you're going to listen to me. <laughs> Girl, that <was> hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, my point is, like, it seems like a lot, most Christian media is one of these two things. Either trauma is involved or some God-loving versus God-hating thing is involved. Brandy, go Let's switch gears. What about reality television? Oh, Lordy. Oh, Preachers of L.A. Um, What's that? The way she got live for that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just feel like we need to say a word of prayer before we get into this part. Oh my! <laughs> Come on, prayer warrior. Come on, so, prayer warrior. Mind you, this is, this is this is not this is not my forte. So I'm gonna leave this to the ladies in the, in the conversation because I don't know. Let me can I start. Can I start it? Television. Can I start it? I mean, you if have you, the floor. You have the floor. Preachers of L.A. I I remember the first time. Seen the commercial, I kind of got hyped. I got a, I kind of got hyped. Right. I was I'm excited. Like, oh, we get to see these preachers on a different note, a different side. And when I saw the first few episodes, you know, like <clears throat> Dietrich Haddon, I was just like, mm-mm, mm-mm, he disappointed mm-mm. me. Mm-mm. He's mm-hmm. able was not my favorite version for him. Like that version became not my favorite version anymore. Like, I was excited. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. But I was excited to watch the show because I was a huge DJ Cannon fan. I mm-hmm. love his music. I, I love his preaching. But when I saw how he portrayed himself on that show, I, I it really made me see a different side of him. Mm-hmm. And then some of these other preachers where they were, is it boastful is the word? Yep. You know, they showed off all the things that they had. And it made me wonder, like, if you have all these things, does everybody in your congregation have these things too? Because how is it that you're able to drive a what's let me not let me I was a luxury say, car? Yeah, a luxury car. Like, is it the B Bur- not Burberry? Listen, I don't know much about cars, but is this one where it got a B and an R or something like that? You're but talking it's about a Bugatti? Yes, and all these other luxury, luxury cars. How do you have this and you ain't you was just a regular pastor? And hold on, these are so-called pastors and preachers and ministers, but they don't act like it. I understand they're men and they're human at the end of the day, but come on. Are we supposed to be humbled? Like, aren't we supposed to be humbled? Well, hold on now. Here's here's where I kind of draw the line just a little bit now. Cause I feel like a lot of a lot of times we um, talk about like uh, pastors who are rich per se, and there is nothing wrong with that. Like God wants us to live an abundant life. We all should be there. But He said Some to be humble, like not tapped in. However, there is a line that is crossed when it becomes like a boastful thing. It's like, because you make all this money from the church, it's almost not even about the church. It's more of a business. That's two yes. different things. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want people mm-hmm. out here thinking like pastors can't have money. They surely can. 
because that's oh, what course. God wants for us. They want He wants us to live a good life, whether that's through money, that's through influence, whatever the case may be. He wants us to have that. But there is a line where you start treating church like a business, and it's just like a a, a job or a career, or and it's not necessarily about how you are shepherding your people. That's where the the issue comes in, especially with shows like this. To reiterate, church is not a cash cow. For real. I'm not treating it like it is. I, and you know what? I'm not going to lie. Seeing things, especially at Preachers of LA, and even just back when it comes to movies, Christian movies, where especially they portray the pastors to be these pastors who they got to be boastful. They had to look good. They had to drive in a nice car. It's made me think that all these pastors do is they're in the church, they're in this facility or this business to get money that they don't have to work for. You know what I mean? That's what it just feels as if they just have to be taken, they want to be taken care of. And it's made me not want to give my money because if you're going to live off of my dollars, my hard earned dollars, then you got something coming. So yeah. I remember, I remember once talking with somebody. And they said if they really wanted to make money, they would become a preacher. Because being a preacher is the best racket you could do. Facts. And the fact that people have that opinion is a problem. It is a problem. And it's now, a big problem. You know what? Even just thinking about this, us talking as we're going, it's made me have to ask myself, is there any positivity when it comes to Christian movies like as in like is there ever a happy movie where there's nothing that has to be boastful nothing that has any drama in it nothing that has any trauma or you know nothing that has to do with someone who is angry other than Veggie Tales <laughs> or the um that that um the one with the big the book the bible book or something like that other than those kids shows for adults, specifically for young adults and adults, our age group and older or a little younger, are there any movies or Pause shows for, for us? Pause for the cause for a second. Shout out to the Christian kids shows. Veggie Tales. Things are clutch. Hold on, no, 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 no. Shout out to the old version of Veggie Tales. Yes, thank you. Thank old you. version, old new version. version. I hated Veggie Tales. Brandy, whoa, you stage left. Whoa, okay, you can go sit in the corner because you're now in tonight. It was good talking to y'all, but I gotta go. You have a nice night, Frank. You're not about to disrespect Veggie Tales because that was like one of the only shows that I could watch that was approved by my parents. That they didn't talk bad Man, about. I had three ABN and Veggie Tales was my favorite. Listen, if I had to feel like a child, it was Veggie Tales. I Man, knew every song. I knew every word. I I was looking the silly songs with Larry. Come on now, the the song mm -hmm. with the computer QWERTY. Man, like I got a, I have a little Christmas CD of Veggie Tales. There's you this one. It was from the the island. It was yeah. it was the island one. I remember what song was it? I'm always I'm okay. listening to it. I know what you're talking Island. about. I don't remember what it's called though. I know it's right, but it's the Christmas Island version. And yes. I love, I love, I love, I love to hear them oh sing it. Oh my god. I, I love to hear them it. sing it. 
so in love with VeggieTales. VeggieTales was like. If you're not vibing with VeggieTales, what are you doing? It hit a part of my, that that threw back. That was a throwback. I'm going to go watch VeggieTales tonight because, you know, I used to love, and you know what? It, honestly, I love VeggieTales because it helped me with a lot of the Bible stories. Like, I knew the story of Esther, like the back of my hand. Because of Veggie Tales. Now, granted, there were parts of it that was, you know, exaggerated. Like, I think Bashti got mad over a sandwich or something like that. But, like, <laughs> yeah, they had to modernize it a little bit. Yeah, like, it was definitely exaggerated. But, like, the main it part really helped me to, like, see how, you know, like, the whatever vegetable she was, like, she gave herself. To, to the cause, you know, and it helped me be interested in wanting to like know the actual story. So like I watched, you know, the story of Esther and then I went and I read about the actual story of Esther in the Bible. Same thing with like the story of Jonah. Like I went yes, Jonah, I read yes, Jonah. I remember that one where yeah. he had to go climb this, um, it was, what was it? This same hill or whatever. And then he had no shade or nothing. Man, I remember all of that. I'm telling but you, man. Not only did it encourage you to read and be interested in the biblical stories, mm -hmm. but it also encouraged you to eat your veggies too at the same time. Oh. So like two birds with one stone. Do you know how many times I was in the grocery store singing, if you like to talk, talk to tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> and I'm over here pointing out, ooh, that's a squash. That's Larry. That's Bob. Like, we name mm -hmm. her all, all mm -hmm. the vegetables. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was funny. Talk about positivity. Hey, you miss out, Brandy. Talking I'm about positivity. I'm gonna introduce you to Veggie Tales. Right, and not only not only Veggie Tales, but even I don't know the name of it, but it was this one where there's two kids and they would time travel with a robot into a, the Bible, and Adventures they would in Odyssey. Yes, and you're able to like actually see the actual stories, and you're they're living in that time with these people seeing everything that is happening at that very moment what happened at that very moment you know i'm not gonna about? lie to you those were what encouraged me to want to learn about the bible those was what encouraged me to want to even think that the bible was interesting you know what's crazy though and honestly i don't ever remember watching that on tv i remember listening to that on the radio Yep. Oh That's no, I've never heard that on the radio. I heard that on TV. I watch it on TV. We used to watch, we used to listen to it on our way to Bible study because it used Tuesday to come nights. on Tuesday at 6 or 6.30 on the radio. And as we was traveling to church, we would listen to it because church started at 7 o'clock. I remember mm. that. But I never watched it on TV. Mm. Shout out to that radio station in Colorado Springs. Maybe I lived on the rock because I never heard of that show either. <laughs> so I guess what I heard is Veggie Tales and Adventures of Odyssey movie night, right? Okay. TV show night, but yes, because we gotta get Brandy on this train. Like she gotta experience the silly songs with Larry. I told y'all I ain't like Veggie Tales. I ain't like it then and I don't like it now. Not so I ain't even no hair brush song. Mm -mm. The cheeseburger song. It was all lame. Everybody's got a water buffalo. <laughs> no. All right. I'm done. <laughs> anyway. Hurt Joe's feelings, my feelings I'm are sorry. Hurt, I just didn't like it. 
Let, no, I'm determined. Now that we talk about VeggieTales, I'm so determined to find this song. Like, I really am. <laughs> That's fine. You go ahead and find it. But I want to hop back. What song is she talking about? The Caribbean. The uh, the Caribbean Christmas. VeggieTales oh, Christmas. But yeah. I want to hop back on this reality TV train because we uh -huh. talked about Preachers of LA. But I want to talk about something close and dear to my heart. Oh boy. Preacher's daughters. Good as show was wild. Never heard of how trashy it was. That oh. show was wild. I'm disappointed. Oh, oh my literal garbage. Oh sewage. No, oh thrown away. Oh <laughs> Everything. Lock Tell it up. That's how you really feel. Throw away the key. All of that. Those are one keys that God will not retrieve because it needs to go somewhere. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> that, that did not need to be. I, I, okay. Don't get me wrong. I get the premise. I get the showcasing because this is what we asked for. Like showcasing the real. However, that right there was was uh i don't know i have a lot of questions i have a lot of questions about Steve, that one I'm don't get me wrong this, this and, and it goes back to the whole stereotyping conversation because they always say preachers, preachers kids the are the way. wildest ones and then you bring a show like that on and it's like well <laughs> they think everybody's like that i just i couldn't i couldn't stomach that show like i really couldn't i was hoping that finally, okay, somebody like me is on TV. Thank God. And now I can't even watch it because now here my dad is going to lecture me about what these girls are doing. That ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> that is not me. And you Talk are not that learning from like, other people's mistakes. Yes. Am I right? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I, I was like hoping like, okay, cool. Like I finally got a TV show that I could watch. It's Christian related. It's talking about preacher's daughters. I'm a preacher's daughter. Cool. We all good. Then I see homegirl over here, baby out of wedlock. Homegirl over the whole uh adult entertainment star. Homegirl mm -hmm. over here. I don't know what was going on with the 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 other girl, but and this is just season one. I couldn't even get past season one. And I think they're what three oh, seasons. Oh, it gets worse. Season two, one of the girls came to church hungover. She just came off of bed and like literally three hours before church started. You see that? I just no. See, just put it in a little box. I wonder where these girls are now. Yeah, flag on the play for real. <laughs> this is too much. This that wasn't much it. Me. It just wasn't like, it. See, and, and, I found and the song. People oh my god. Wonder why I don't watch <laughs> certain television. This is why. Hold because... on, John. Let, let Crystal play her song real quick. Okay, we're gonna have a short intermission. The name oh of this song is Angels We Have Heard on High. It's a okay. song we sing Christmas in Jamaica. Jamaica mine. Angels we have heard on high. Sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. Shepherds by this jubilee. Wait, so this is VeggieTales? Huh? This was VeggieTales? Yes, girl. Girl, send me this. Send me this. I'm going to send it to you, right? Like, oh my God. My, my nursery kids. 
Man, oh, oh we can oh, be Lord. ready for uh, whatever Christmas concert we got. My little nursery baby's gonna do a little thing to this one. Man, oh, I'm telling you, when I heard this song, I said, "Nah, Veggie Tales stepped up." Basically, <laughs> I, I think I gotta look. I think I had I had the seat. I learned it from my actual the actual Veggie Tales CD. That's cute. I had That's the Christmas CD, but I don't know where it's at. I'm gonna look for it. But I found this on YouTube every mm -hmm. Christmas. If I want to listen to Angels We Have Heard on High, this is the one I want to listen to. Every, I can't wait for Christmas this year. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really can't. I really shout, can't. Out to, shout out to Veggie Tales for coming right? through. For the Caribbean people. Expanding. Mm -hmm. right? Multicultural out here. Facts. Like, they never... They And the funny thing is, it was like... Sorry to go back to Veggie Tales, but it's like, that's the only happiness you feel when it comes to to be honest when it comes to christian movies or tvs or anything that had to do with christianity like they brought years, they brought different cultures especially if i could find that whole playlist i would love i would if i could find it online i would share it with everybody like it literally was like a storyline in a way while with music and it spoke about different cultures and what you did in your culture what you did in your culture for christmas and it didn't really portray christmas about giving gifts they spoke about the birth of jesus now truth be told we do i don't know about you guys but i believe that it don't really say when god when jesus was born it doesn't it really i'm not sure i don't know if you guys disagree but it doesn't I really say agree but we not talk about that today that's gonna be another True, but that, and that's what i'm saying where it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't show it doesn't show that but the fact is that it portrayed that you can still celebrate christmas by just giving the happiness of celebrating life and jesus's life we're gonna we're gonna we, gonna, we, gonna, we, we definitely gonna talk about that we However, all i want to say is God made you special and he loves you very, very much. Yes. Yes. Okay. I okay. I'm I'm done off my veggie tail high. <laughs> not not too right. we go, we go, we going slightly switch gears a little bit. All right. We talked about, you know, Christian children's television, which is apparently goat status. Yeah, we've talked about Tyler Perry, which is OG. We've yes. talked about we've talked about uh TD Jakes. TD Jakes, you know, one of the OG televangelists in the black community. You know, and we've talked about these these other movies. God's not dead, war room. But let me bring up a classic that I think we've neglected. It's a little bit dramatic, but anybody remember Seventh Heaven? Yeah, that was my show growing up, bro. I love Seventh that show. Heaven, bro. I wasn't Seventh allowed Heaven, to watch bro. it. Seventh Heaven. <laughs> you missed out, sis. That was the listen, listen. Oh, Seventh Heaven. Oh my gosh. The, um, I had a crush on the blonde one. Uh, not even. I, all the guys there was cute. Girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait That's not what we're here for, but Jessica oh, Biel. I'm, I'm a female. I'm as a, I is a female. We're not talking about that, though. I is a female. All of them was cute. Just letting them know. Listen, listen. we're not talking about that. However, Jessica Biel was, is a crush to this day. Focus, though. Anyway. Heaven, heaven <laughs> was Focus, real, okay? 
Seventh Heaven talked about a Christian family where, like, they were already believers. That was that was what that was what I liked about Seventh Heaven. And the dad was a preacher, right? Like, it was about a family of believers who went through real life situations, like. Like I think in one they they went through you know the kids dating and going off to college and 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 you know dealing with with bad influences at school and all types of real life stuff, but under the lens of this is a Christian family, and I think I think to this day there has not been a show that has been as real with. Are we still talking about Christian shows? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think there's been a, a TV drama that's been as real as far as Christianity is concerned as Seventh Heaven was. True, but now look at it. True, but what about, I don't know if I should touch it or not. Now you know when you do that with a group of black people, you got to touch it. So touch it. <laughs> Okay, look at what the father is being, or the the show, the the guy who acted as the father and the preacher. Look at what they are saying he's done now. That it makes that to do with the show. It no, okay. yes, it does. It makes the show look in a bad light, just like the whole Bill Cosby. That everybody's I looking at that with the show. What Bill Cosby did has nothing so to actually, do with the Cosby show. <laughs> I've had conversations with people at work. Who associated this man with the show? And yeah. when I didn't even know his name, and when they were talking about it, I was confused. And then they all they said was seven seven. I said, "Oh no!" So this is this is this is going to tap into a separate conversation about the one one a famous line that people like to quote: "Love the sinner, not the sin." Mm. Right. All right. Because again, as with all of these shows, the message is the the purpose, right? So yes, the people outside of these television shows and movies, the people have their own lives to live. They have their own relationship with God. Maybe I don't know. That's none of my business. But it doesn't take away from the fact. That this was quality television. Right. Quality television. Like I said, mm -hmm. I don't think to this day there's been a Christian TV show that has been as poignant about talking about dealing with real life situations You're right. as a Christian. And right. multiple generations of Christians, because I think. There were the parents, and then there were the kids, and then mm -hmm. I the grandkids. The, the oldest kids had kids, so mm -hmm. it was like gen multiple generations of people dealing with, you know, real life scenarios. You know, now that I think about it, you know, you know when how Lucy, I think that's her name, Lucy, how she got proposed to, where. The the guy brought her to a restaurant, then the whole family was in a next side of the room, like in a private room, and he brought her over there and she got proposed to in front of all her family and friends. Mm -hmm. 
That is where I got. I want that same exact proposal. Yes, thank you, Seventh Heaven. Thank you. That's all. Yes, thank you. You know, Janelle, you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> so if you're listening out there, Crystal's future husband, that's how she wants to be proposed to. <laughs> Just timestamp it episode two at whatever timestamp this is gonna be. We'll send you this, this little clip snippet. If we find the timestamp, we'll pin it in the comments. Right. <laughs> y'all funny. I love y'all. We love um, you too, Brandy. What else? What else? What else can we talk about? Oh, I gotta oh oh god, I gotta bring up one more. So y'all. To do this, we all went back and went back through all the shows and movies that we've watched and, and you know, in our lifetime. But there are quite a few shows and movies out there that we haven't seen. So I decided to do a little research be like, let me, let me, let me, let me venture out into the deep, so to speak. All right. And so I decided to, to throw on this TV show. Um, also... Fun facts, we're going to get to later. But anyway, this TV show is called Malibu Dan, the Family Man. Okay. Now, first of all, off the strength of the title alone, I almost didn't watch this show. And I shouldn't listen to my gut. Okay. Because this show was straight garbage. Garbage. Okay. In the trash can. In the dumpster. In the landfill, throw it away. So we put y'all. So we putting this on the same level with preacher's daughters. Is that what we you're saying? I'm thinking y'all. No, yes, but in a different way. Okay. All right. All right. So preacher's daughters was garbo because of how wild and crazy everybody was. This show is garbo because there is no quality to the writing of this television. Oh. Show. Okay. So be careful; they might sue us now. Think about. I want everybody who's listening. Y'all too. To think about a television show that you've watched. Any television show. Think about the first first ever episode of the television show. All right? Mm-hmm. Give me some things that should happen in the first episode of the television show. You introduce all the characters. Yeah. All right. Give me something else. What else should happen in the first episode of a television show? Um, it's kind of... Gives you background about what the show is going to be about, not fully, but you can kind of get an idea of like what the overall plot line will be. Okay, I was just about to say that. All right, give me something else. Give me something else. Just like just 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 spitballing here. You show the culture. All right, mm-hmm. all right. There's usually like a, a rise and a fall, so like you know, it builds up to something happening, and then that thing happens, and then like solution afterwards all right so you know regular story structure yeah right you know things that every first episode should have let's go down the list all right you said introducing the characters this show did none of that there is no introduction to anyone in this Mm -hmm. television show they just throw everybody at you and then they just start doing we don't get to know anybody in this whole episode like we just know that these people exist in this made-up universe okay. and that they're doing things okay mm-hmm. 
we talked about what did you just say? You said introducing the characters. You said finding Problem. out what the show is about. The plot. Yeah. What's the plot of this show? I have no idea. I have no idea. Mm. I know what happened in this episode, but I don't know what this show is about. Right. All right. It's about um, Dan the Family Man. You said you said introduce the culture. <laughs> I mean, that was probably one of the only things they kind of did in this episode, but even still, not really. Like you got to know, obviously, you know you assume who you assume the main character of the show is. Yes, yes, yes. And for, for our listeners out there who are wondering what kind of show this was, it was of the palm color variety. I'm going to use that. <laughs> that was a good one. No. So, not the palm covered variety colors. We don't do that, sir. We don't do that here at the Christian Call Center. Anyway, wait. If we're gonna talk about the black ones, we can talk about the palm colored ones too. That part. You ain't you ain't you ain't you had to say it like that. Anyway, you had to say it like that. That was as, funny. As our as our good friend Michael Scott at the office would say, this is a white. <laughs> I'm sorry, wait, no, nah, Pastor Ryan said it's the wonderful people now. Yes, they are wonderful people. The wonderful people. Wonderful people. But my point, my point being, this show had none of the hot hallmarks of a first episode. None of them. Mm. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know why I was here. I didn't know who anybody was. You know, when you write a book report and they say write the who, what, when, where, why, none of yeah. this was there. It wasn't there. They missed the plot. Wow. So fix it, y'all. Fix it. When you make TV shows, regardless of what you want the, the, the outcome to be, you need to have that structure. We need to know why I'm here. Why am I watching the show? Why should I watch the next episode? Why do I care? How many seasons? I don't know. And I don't care to know. Yeah. Because it wasn't good enough for me to go back. Fair. And then I would have to pay to watch it anyway because it's on a, it's on a streaming site. So we're not doing that. I'm not paying to watch a show that I couldn't Let even get to the first episode. That. But for those of you who want to watch it, like Brandy said, it's on Pure Flix, y'all. Fun fact, the guy who, who wrote this show and the, the guy who owns Pure Flix, God's Not Dead is a Pure Flix movie. So well, if anybody didn't know that, now you know. All right, then. Um, you don't know, now you know. <laughs> brother? No. All right. So, we talked a lot about Christian television, okay? Um, We clearly brought up a lot of shows that are kind of bad. We brought up movies that are pretty bad. We had some high notes. Shout out to Veggie Tales and Adventures in Odyssey. Well, we had some low notes. Shout out to the preacher's shows. <laughs> I don't know what that says about certain types of television, but since we're all here. Let's just talk about TV shows in general, y'all. What's everybody looking forward to watching? Batman. 
I cannot wait. I'm finna be front row and center at the theater March 4th. When it come out? It's you said March 4th? So we going to the movies March 4th? That's the same day we're releasing this episode. Hey. After Burner at the Batman premiere, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be in Houston. So. <laughs> I just call me. But, um. Okay, Batman. That movie. That movie does look like it's gonna be pretty good. And we've got a new. We've got a new person just, playing Batman. I just don't so, know how to feel about him playing Batman, though. He he's kind of turned me off in Twilight, so I don't know if he'll be a good Batman. I mean, he's done a lot of things since Twilight, though. Like Twilight is not his. First of all, he was in Harry Potter first. Let's not forget, my man was Cedric Diggory first. Before he was Cullen, he was Cedric Diggory. Okay. So let's get that straight. R.I.P. Cedric, the one Hufflepuff we never got to know. However, hold on, Robert Pattinson is gonna be Batman. Yes. Yep. Where have you been? Have you been under a rock? <laughs> I ain't see the face. Yeah, they. I saw the commercial, but I ain't really see the face. If you see the the the, the newest trailer, they show him. Robert oh Pattinson is Batman. I like them. I'm not gonna lie. I like them in Twilight. I did. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. It's about to be fire. I hope that's who I'm looking forward to see. Zoe as Catwoman. I feel like she's gonna be bomb. It's gonna it's gonna be an interesting take on Batman and Catwoman. I'm I'm excited for how they take on the Riddler. This is this is a lot because this guy supposedly it's gonna be like a whole trilogy of movies. So we're gonna see how this goes. So we holding our hope. March 4th, y'all. Don't put too much hope. Don't put too much high expectations. It might fail. We're going in. We're going in with with some hopes. They may not necessarily be high hopes, but we've got some hopes. All my DC comic fans stand up. Mm-mm. Gang gang. Marvel. Of course, Marvel too. Like your Marvel is a goat. Speaking of Marvel. I am looking forward to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because that movie right there is going to be some hot and, fire. And he turned bad. So so if 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 you are up to date on all of the TV shows and movies, then you know a little bit more about what's going on in there than Yeah, he did the, what he did for Spider-Man caused a whole issue. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. The multiverse of madness is, as it says in the name, gonna be some madness. But we're here for it. We're here that, for man. everything going on in this movie. Doctor Strange two, y'all, watch it. If I'm you're a Marvel fan, watch it. If you're not a Marvel fan, watch, watch it. it. It's gonna be good. I'm just ready for the new Black Panther. I was just about to say that they need to bring that new Black Panther. I think Black Panther two comes out in 2023. So, so, so let's. Let's have some theories going. Who y'all think is going to get the the the, the baton since the you sister. know Chadwick is gone? The sister or the, the um, man, or the the girl, his girl. What's her name there? The only feasible choice is, is Shuri. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't that how it play out in the comics? I didn't yep. read the comics. Yes, actually, actually, a couple of people become Black Panther, but Shuri is the current Black Panther. I think. Or one of she becomes Black Panther for a while in the comics. So pretty sure that's how it's gonna go. 
it's going to be interesting to see how they play this as he's gone now. But, yeah. What about you, Joe? Everybody else talking about all the movies? Well, I right now what's on my watch list. There's two shows that I want to watch. Is um I want to see Bel Air. Oh yeah. I want to see how they kind of took the original freshmen because I know it's not a comedy, so I just kind of want to see how they turn that. Um, and then there's a show that just came out on Netflix that I kind of want to watch. It's called Inventing Anna or Anna. Oh, the, the 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 scammer. But yeah, so it's basically like I I think if I understand correctly, it's this girl who's currently in prison. So it's based on a true story. Um, but she like pretended to be an heiress or something like that. To she was supposed to inherit like this massive fortune. Um, and she like scammed a whole bunch of like companies, and she like lived this rich lifestyle, pretending to be this person that didn't exist or did exist, but wasn't her. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm kind of interested in watching it. Um, don't judge me. Okay, guys? Okay. I'm, I cannot wait for the new Proud Family to come out. Girl, I just seen both episodes. You will love it. Oh, why would anybody judge you on that? Because it's still a child show. Okay, and it's the Proud Family. Okay. Hold, that, hold on. Randy, the episodes family. came out already? Yeah, it yeah, came on Disney Plus. Two episodes. Started yesterday. Today. Oh, what? I know what I'm watching tonight. Yeah, I watched them already too. Y'all know what else I wanna I wanna watch. I'm kind of behind though because I'm a hopeless romantic. Season two of Love is blinded out. I started the first episode, but I didn't finish. But I want to go back to Love Is Blind. But let me go back to Proud Family for two seconds because I just want to say that theme song. Throw it away. I, was like, I, I really don't fool with it. It's not, it's it not giving what it's supposed to give. It's like... It's not it's giving like, nostalgia. Yeah. Like, don't, don't ruin it for me. Don't ruin it for me. Like, how can I describe it? Like, you know how... It's like, you know how you trying too hard to be good? Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I would call it? Appropriation. That's how bad it is. Oh, that's oh, how wow. bad it is. I will call it appropriation. I will call it when people try to like mimic black culture, but they can't uh-huh. quite get it right. Uh huh. That's what that song makes me feel. Oh no! So, question: Is it so? I'm I'm I haven't watched it at all. So, is the theme song the same? It's the same. It's song. the same. So it's the same words, but it's, it's rearranged so differently. Yeah, and it and parts of it. There were some parts of it that kind of sounded like. It was the original. See, I thought I was tripping. I heard that too. Yeah, but it it was done so bad that it just it, it just throw it, it away. Yeah, it was just uh-huh, flag on the play. Was, um, right. how, do you, how do you go from giving us Solange and Destiny's Child? Yeah, to whatever this new theme song is. They should have let Chloe and Haley do that. I would have appreciated that a lot more if it was them. Yes. Because I feel like that would have been a lot of like a new generation type of thing, you know? It would have been perfect if they did that. But anyway, back to Love is Blind. I'm sorry. I just want to point that out. Oh, I was just saying because I'm a hopeless romantic, oh. Um, I just want to go see Love is Blind too because I love the first season. Yeah, I'll definitely watch that. That's on our watch list. So. Anyway. All right, we're talking shows and I'm a nerd. Anime. No, actually. Oh, I'm looking forward to House of the Dragon. 
for those of you who don't know, it's a Game of Thrones prequel set during the Targaryen Civil War. So for all you Game of Thrones heads out there, new show coming. We don't know when it's coming. Hopefully it's going to be the next couple months because that's when the original Game of Thrones debuted. So House of the Dragon, get in there, y'all. If you got your HBO, watch it. Crystal, I don't know. I'm afraid. Like I had some my expectations for Game of Thrones was so is so high that I'm not sure. Listen, listen, I get that. I feel you. But look, okay. George is in there. He's in the writing room. It's not like what Game about Jon Snow? I want Jon Snow to be in there again. He's not gonna be in there because it's not about it's not about that era. It's about the past. They need to connect Jon Snow in that era. They're not because he's not involved. This is a totally different set of people. This is before all of that. This is a set 150 years before the events of Game of Thrones, the TV show. Fine. <laughs> Fine. What about Bridgerton? I'm sad. I never I've never even seen that episode. I heard it was really good. It was amazing, and the main star of Bridgerton is not even coming back for this season. Why? I don't know. He got, <laughs> I, think, I think he got other shows to film, but he was so hot. Like, why are you not coming <laughs> back? Well. I've been binge-watching Grownish lately. I need to. I, I haven't gotten into Gronish. Um, I actually like it. I'm on season two. Yeah, I think that's where I stopped. I think it was season two, and I didn't quite finish it. Oh yeah. I think the problem with a lot of these shows is they start doing too much. That's fair. And that's when that's when I have to be like, I can't do this no more. But anyway. But, all right, but we talked about Christian TV. We talked about our personal favorites. And for all you listeners out there, if you've got some shows and TV and movies you want to recommend, Christian or otherwise, drop them in the comments, please. Because we love to we love to know what everybody's watching. You know, let's build a community of entertainment enjoyers. Put us on some of the shows and movies that y'all are watching. That part. Right? Maybe we can do a, a, what's the word? We can talk about one of the shows for our live. And if there's a Christian TV show that we need to watch because we kind of talked a lot about the bad ones, put us on. Let us know if there's some shows that is worth watching under the Christian umbrella. For real. Because we would love to have them. Because we need them. Or if you're going to make one. Make one, please. Oh, that's good. For a fact, like maybe we need to reach out to Tyler Perry. Like, sir, change up, change up your ways, sir. Maybe he needs to give somebody else a chance to do something. <laughs> Fair. But we 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 get into that time, y'all. It's about that time. It's about that time. I know. All right, all right, all right. It's time for the hotline question, y'all. 
Okay. 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 We're gonna get our number generator going. Everybody pick a number between one and four. Three. Four. Two. I got one again. The number is three. <laughs> you know, it's funny in the last episode, we I think we chose number. the same number. <laughs> That's what I was about to got say. Again. No, I got chosen the first time, but this time it's Brandy. All right, y'all. So I have a question. <clears throat> Who are you asking? Oh, listen. Joe. Oh, question. Do you believe? A lot of people that I'm sorry, do you believe a lot of people really want to live for God, but because they're worried about the way society will look at them, they won't? Um, I believe the answer to that question is yes. Um, I do think that people want to live for God, and I think society does play a lot of influence in that, and I think that also connects with our conversation that we were just having in regards to Christian entertainment too, because what's being portrayed as Christianity doesn't necessarily help. So I think, and I'll speak a little bit from personal experience, um, like growing up in our particular church, um, our generation was kind of skipped. So we had a lot of, uh, people who were older than us or younger than us. So it was kind of hard for us to find like our people, which is what I absolutely love about the church that we go to now. We have a lot of people who are our age serving God. So because of that, a lot of my friends and my out, my influence or not necessarily my influence, but like my, my peers, they were not necessarily the type of Christian that I am. And I put that in quotes because they claim to be Christian, but not necessarily living for God. So I think that because of that kind of difference, it was hard for me specifically to want to live the Christian life because I was looking at all of these other people who also claim that they're Christian not necessarily doing the things that I'm doing. So it made me question myself a lot because, you know, some of the things I just didn't understand, it was more so just ingrained in me. It was told to me, this is what you're supposed to do. But the lack of understanding made me feel like, well, I'm not really sure because they're also being told this is what you're supposed to do, but they're not quite doing it. Or what they're being told is not necessarily what I'm being told. So it's like, the, where's the right, where's the wrong? Like it, all of that was just a confusing time, especially in that like impressionable age. So to answer your question, really, it's like, because of that, I feel like a lot of people are just stuck in not really knowing how to live for God per se. And I think that because of what's being portrayed in this whole Christian entertainment, it makes it hard to, because of the stereotypical image that's being put out there. Okay. Anybody else would like to chime in on that? Yeah, actually. Um, Because I'm just thinking about, you know, how everybody's in a different stage in their walk with God, you know? 
And I think a lot of the problem is a lot of us were kind of taught to judge. I think yeah. our our generation of Christians, our generation in general, was taught too much to judge other people rather than to understand that everybody is in a different place in life. And it's not our place to tell people where they should be. Yeah. Whether it's in their walk with God or in anything else in life. And because so many things are mired in tradition and we get caught up in tradition, there's so much that's like, am I doing this because it's the right thing to do or am I doing it because dad told me to or because grandpa told me to or because auntie told me to? Like, and I think that's another big problem with quote unquote living for God is how much of it is really living for God and how much of it is I'm doing this because it's a tradition that's been passed down over generations and it just happened to be sucked into the church because so many people do it, mm-hmm. you know, but that whole thing might be a different part for a different day. But that's my two cents. Mm-hmm. What you think, Chris? Um, I feel like I agree, but then at the same time, I don't know. Like when I think about myself, I remember being in high school. I have anyone ever been to like a Christian school? No. 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 So, from baby to eighth grade, I was in a Christian school, SDA base, right? Then went to high school, that I went to public school. And I'm telling you, when I saw the different changes of people, I kind of was like, ooh, it's time to kind of like put the little Christian me to the like backbone, like hide that, because I didn't want to be judged or miss you know miss like i don't want to mispresent is that is that a word yeah like mispresent or whatever being a christian and doing slipping up and doing the wrong thing and it's just like it kind of caused me to have a two different ways of me mm-hmm so I had the Christian side of me when I was around Christian people. Then I had the ooh crystal bad side when I was in high school and you know around people who were not Christians. And I kind of felt like I needed I was gonna be judged. That's why I had to hide. But I now I know that I'm older. It that was wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I answered y'all question. Did I answer the question? I think so. Yeah, you did. You did. But like I said, y'all, as always, keep the conversation up in the comments because we want to know what y'all think about it too. Do you think living for God is something that people find difficult? And why do they find it difficult? Don't forget to follow us on all our platforms. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. 
and now we are streaming on Spotify, y'all. Yes, yes sir. We are also on YouTube. Yes, check us out. Check us out. Check us out. Our links are all our links will be in the descriptions. Our links will be everywhere you can find us. We love y'all. Welcome to the family once again. This is the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line. And we where Jesus is on the main line, and we're online too. We out. Well, in fact, have a good day or good night, depending on what time you're listening to.